Hey everybody, welcome to Top 5 Movies. This is Jonathan Burke. With me live this week is Michael Sanchez. Oh, hi, Burke. And from Idaho, Corey is in the house. And not really in the house, so sadly. But hi, guys. This is a bad choice of words. Um, (laughs) It is Father's Day, uh, so happy Father's Day, Corey. Um, I'm a cat mom. (laughs) But I was going to say happy Father's Day to you guys, and it sounds like Burke got to do what he likes to do, which is go to movies with his daughter, and I hope you got to do what you like to do, Mike, with your kids. I hope you guys had that day. It was good. I had a mega dad day. We went to Beefo Brady's. Not to they they don't sponsor us, but um for lunch they have really good burgers. Well, they have uh fathers eat free. Um, but we we went to the Lake Wales one and it was packed because it was like one o'clock. So we decided to find something else and we ended up driving all the way to Winter Haven and go to that Beef of Brady's, which while still packed, it is a bigger Beef of Brady, so there was more room. Um, and then after that, we were like, well, we want to see Cars three. I made my daughter take me to see Cars 3 because I, I like Pixar. She's getting to that point where she doesn't really want to go see many animated movies. But since it was Father's Day, she didn't have a choice. Um, and It's like you kidnapped her. Well, I mean, it was she she enjoyed it. Uh, Cars 3 is good. It's not, uh, it's not the best Pixar movie by any means, but it's definitely... I think it might even be better than it should be, considering it's a movie about talking cars. But um, <laughs> it hits the emotional beats. It's It's got flaws for sure but I, I i saw all four movies of the wide releases from this weekend and there's one that didn't hit the beats um two <laughs> um all eyes on oh. me uh 47 meters down both stinkers although somehow i don't i don't know what's going on if the the director bribed critics but um 47 meters down is sitting at a 54 on metacritic and that is absurd um hmm. i definitely think it's the worst of the four movies um I am a little biased with Tupac, so I think Tupac's probably truly... Not Tupac. All Eyes on Me is probably worse. I was going to say, that sounds really Uh, bad out of context. Mark that tape. No, but I feel like it's probably worse structurally, if nothing else. The the plot structure in that film is is really bad, Um, and I think there's some directorial issues and some editing issues. Um, Music music video directors don't need that. Well, to me, you're making a biopic. Um, We want to see the aspects of the, the person's life that maybe we aren't familiar with. And most of the imagery in the film is recreations of like famous photos or music videos from Tupac's <laughs> career. So it's like, why do we want to see things we can see already? Like I can just as Google his music videos and watch those. I don't need you to recreate. Like if you want to recreate the production or something like that, sure. But that's not what was happening. Um, and I'm not saying there's no place for it within the movie, but then it can't be the the main visuals that you're going to give me. Um, but 47 meters down, the the script was awful. Um, the dialogue is really bad. <laughs> My reaction to your invitation should have given you. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'll tell you, though, the tension in the movie is strong because it's a terrifying situation. It might be one of the most terrifying situations you can imagine yourself find, you know, finding yourself in. And it feels a lot like gravity, except it could happen much easier to you than like gravity. Like uh, you're, you're not going to likely be in space. To get stranded, yes, but, but you I'm can not actively looking to be eaten by sharks. But see, it's not a shark movie. That is the first misconception. It mm. it is triggered by sharks for sure, 
and the sharks are overly aggressive when they're around, but it's really more about... Oh, so they're like the male population. <laughs> wow. Um, <laughs> on Father's Day, Mike? Seriously? <laughs> uh, <laughs> that was have... great. Perfectly timed and everything. <laughs> we have to repent. <laughs> Nicely done, Mike. <laughs> um, but We but... have to, a lot to answer for. Well, true. But I have to say, um, it's it's not... It's not the worst movie. It, it looks cheesier. You're saying it's a social commentary no, about there's no social commentary in that. Oh. <laughs> um I would I would if if someone's digging really hard cuz it's like sisters and she is there she's trying to impress her ex-boyfriend so I guess you you're, could say there's social you're commentary. You're shooting down my trying to o- open the nope. horizons of a movie that I don't want. You I told you the shark movie I want to see. Uh yes, Meg, Meg. Uh, if it ever comes out. Um Meg's doesn't seem like it's going to I'm rough really night concerned. rough night was uh not not horrible um there were some bad things i think the probably one of the worst things was kate mckinnon's australian accent and the australian related jokes that they forced in that i don't even know if people would get like if i said vegemite to you guys do you know what that is yep okay. i had a, i've yes. never had a vegemite sandwich but i feel like i've had thanks to men we uh, men we know this work. from the song in the 80s that's right because we listen see i know it from movies and i uh, believe hbo i think i think there was a whole bit about it with ralph garman um yes yes because every time because you know they have such world yeah world travelers that come to listen to them and if it's not borka 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 yeah. it's vegemite well the, the the stereotypical jokes they make to those foreigners that was essentially what they did with the australian character in this movie and it's 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 weak writing um but there's Good day, mate. there are funny Put another parts shrimp on the bobby well she she makes a lot of commentary about america from a foreigner's perspective like there's a part where somebody pulls a gun out and she's like it's true all americans have guns and it's just like okay yeah but I could have made that joke, and I'm an American, so like it's not, you know. I don't have a joke. No, no. Oh. Okay, that's it's. The that's joke, not guys. a knife. I'm not saying it's true. That's uh, a gun. You guys are like setting out to prove that you don't have guns. Look, <laughs> no one's accusing you. Um, <laughs> no. From what I understand, saying, I understand. And people that, will really believe that. <laughs> well, from what I understand, we need to arm up because it's time to get armed. Wasn't that that sheriff somewhere in? I forget where. Uh, here, probably. Um, I think Texas. <laughs> but it could have been our county. I mean, we, we don't play around in Polk County. Um, <laughs> Why did you stop shooting? We ran, out of, we ran out of bullets. I love that line. It could have come <laughs> out of any action movie, and I would have been happy with that. Um, <laughs> it's probably in Hudson Hawk. <laughs> There's not a whole lot of shooting in Hudson Hawk. There All right. should be. <laughs> we haven't even talked about our topic this week. Um, next week is the big summer blockbuster that everyone's excited about. I'm excited for real, because uh, now with Transformers: The Last Night coming out next Friday, I don't have to see the trailer in front of every movie I go see anymore, and yes. that is it, good news. It was still in front of Wonder Woman, which I finally caught over Dude. the weekend. Oh, you saw Wonder Woman? Finally. Oh man, did well. I want to hear about that before we get to that. Let's get to our topic. Our topic this week, in uh, honor of the Transformers movie, is we're doing our top five movie robots. Um, so we had no prerequisite here, so we're going to have a pretty loose definition of what a robot is. So. You might thinking like we might say something. Oh, that's a cyborg. Well, it counts. Anything that we've decided to qualify as a robot will be a robot in this week's episode. And we as should record in ever. robot voice as well. Oh, okay. I'm not patient enough wow. for that. I'm sorry. Yikes! But um, before we get into our list this week, I am. I'd like to hear Mike's uh, take on Wonder Woman. Oh, um, 
I don't know what took me so long, honestly. I, I was afraid. Well, you saw both Suicide Squad and Batman vs. Superman with me last year, didn't you? Yes, and I didn't make it to Wonder Woman this year. Because <laughs> of those yeah, other two movies yeah, I just mentioned. I mean, we, we, we've seen some duds. We've seen Fantastic Four, Suicide Squad. That was the, on my birthday. We saw Fantastic sh- Four. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Happy birthday. <laughs> and we're talking about the new Fantastic Four, not the uh, the one with Jessica Alba but the, and Chris that Evans. Which had its problems. But um, a lot of this them. Jessica Alba Other, being one of them. And my wife on the way home was was kind of like, well, what are you going to do, pick it apart? I said, no. I said, except for just a tiny bit at the end, which I felt it kind of clunked along at the end. Yep. Other than that, everything was right. And to see you and Bremer, I'm like, oh, uh, uh, there. we just talked about it. And, and then David Thewlis and my, my son was trying to, because my, my daughter was off celebrating a birthday with one of her friends oh. and she actually said she didn't want to see it which kind of surprised <gasps> me that's disappointing it's blasphemy um so she'll have to sit in the timeout corner later yes um in any case it was right and what bugged me was and i've forgotten his name now but um he, he had a really good part and he wore the fez and i wanted to get him yeah the actor's name i can't yeah and i can't recall his name but we looked him up and i'm like that's where he was he was from gi joe where he played um breaker Oh, the communications officer, and that's I'm like yes, oh, okay, yeah. And so I'm like, because all these little pieces and chief, uh, just all these little parts, chief everything cool. put together. And Chris Pine, can he not pick? I mean, dude he, is so on a roll. I um, I loved him as Steve Trevor. Um, yeah, all so around, much. no weak points other than a clunky resolution. Which and I believe I said to you, uh, it pulled from Fifth yeah, Element, right? It did have that Fifth Element kind of vibe, and, and I'm like, oh. The ending. That, not the whole movie. Just the ending is where I'm... I'm she pulled out her Lilu multi-pass, and yeah. then she was like, oh, I gotta save the world. We're not trying to spoil the movie, so we're, I'm leaving it very open, but... Um, all right. And then, and then with, when Bruce Willis shows up... Uh, Saeed Tag... Hamaui, I have yeah, no idea. Yeah, I, he needs to be... In, I mean, all everyone was really good mm-hmm. and just the little bits there were I, I can't I, I'd like to see so it again it's it official just, the Burke Reviews trio all fans of Wonder Woman um, yeah yeah well it makes that's me, amazing well, it makes me very concerned for Justice League which mm. they had another diff, slightly different trailer which seemed to have some Joss Whedon touches to it with the banter and whatnot and that could be bad though Are right because at this late yes and we've already talked about what did we just watch that oh um the mummy oh yeah the where it's very forced and very and and we're cold don't make any sense uh, from several different uh sources and yep in any case uh yeah i definitely and Corey also went to the movies today, um, and she got to finally see uh, It Comes at Night, which I saw an oh, opening yeah. night. Um, what did you think, Corey? I just need to comment on my fellow moviegoers. Can I go to one movie without somebody talking for five minutes? <laughs> and also, one movie without somebody checking their stinking phone. Guess what? You're not that important. Um Anyways, I really a, enjoyed it. It was a heart doctor. Just well, <laughs> I, oh, oh my god! No, he wasn't uh, a heart doctor. Actually, just to interject, that's the other thing my yes. wife commented on at Wonder Woman. Totally didn't have any of those problems at all. Was it busy at Wonder Woman? It was almost a full house. Oh, that's awesome! Yeah, wow, and that you nice. saw yesterday. We saw it yesterday in Lakeland. Oh wow! Yeah, you know what? Cars three and we went to Snippolis. Packed, like sold out. I thought it was Cinepoli. Yeah, Dang. I keep hearing their name differently from their own commercials. I swear to God. <laughs> 
I swear so, they said. Sorry, Corey, we were, we were totally barreled right through your it comes at night spot. Well, she, she hasn't even talked about it yet. She was just <laughs> focused really on the like audience. really like me. I'm just figuring this out, audience. You know what? <laughs> She's probably swimming in her steel books. All the time. See like what Scrooge I mean? Like Scrooge McDuck. <laughs> I'm a Scrooge. Not, not the Scrooge. This song's name is Launch Sorry, I can't even, even get it out. <laughs> um, no, seriously, Corey, that's not it at all. You you brought up the uh, audience, and I um, I had an annoying thing at Rough Night last night. I, there were uh, me, a couple, and then four family members in the theater. When I came in, it was just the couple. I sat four rows behind them, and then the group of four comes in, and they sit directly in front of me. And I'm looking at the – it's the second largest theater in the mall movie theater, and I'm looking around like, really? In, in front of me? Like – all these empty seats like you could have sat one row even ahead of me so you're not directly in front of me because if they had been they were luckily not rude they didn't talk throughout the movie they didn't do anything that upset me i would have moved which i don't usually do but i'm looking at them like why do you have to sit right there like, was there enough light to see you i was on my phone texting Corey okay, at the time because here, here's the your trailers. strategy here's your strategy sorry Corey. i know we're delaying your your spot again uh, take chocolate and rub it like around <laughs> your face and like, uh, and just kind of. You mean my normal look? <laughs> oh well, never mind then. They must really have wanted to sit by you. It was the smell of chocolate. It's alluring. All right, Corey. So it comes at night. What were your thoughts? Oh, I enjoyed it. Um, I had a problem wrapping my head around a part of the uh plot, but you cleared that up for me. Um, I think that it's pretty good. Not. Not the best ever, but it was enjoyable. I'm not sad I saw it. Um, I, I have to say, like one, I, what I told you is obviously not canon. That's just my interpretation of what I think. No, it, I think that you are right, and what we, I, Bill and I were talking about it on our way out, and um, I was like, so I know that's where the title comes from, but I don't really understand that plot point. And he's like, I don't know, but like. Um, no, I totally see where you're coming from, and that makes sense. I just think that it's kind of strange that it never, that never showed up earlier in the film, I guess. And I'm trying to not be obvious or say, you yeah. know, spoilers well, because yeah, it's I'm new. I'm looking but... it up right now, so. Well, they, they they do allude to it um a few times, uh, early in the film. Um, not uh, entirely, but they allude to it. Um, and I uh, one of the things I love about it comes at night is there are questions left, and that's something I wrote in my review too. Is that it's. It's not a movie that's going to give you all the answers. It's going to leave you with a lot of questions. And I think I like that because there there are answers to be found. They're not necessarily unanswered questions, but they're not directly stated. Um, you have to interpret and make some decisions. And again, um, what I told you, and I'm not going to say on, on air for spoiler reasons, but um, I could see someone arguing against that and having a different interpretation. And that's something I like about it. Um, unlike a lot of mainstream horror films that are going to be it's a dumb monster. It kills things. Like and, and um, I liked a lot of. I thought they did a really good job. I don't know what it is with me in horror movies and loving like the aspect of isolation. There, and I wouldn't even. I don't even know if I would really frame this as a horror movie. Um, but I do like that sense of isolation. That's again in this movie. I think that that does make it even more terrifying. But and I agree, it, it is hard. To, it's more of a thriller to me. Um, but it it remind uh, just reading the quick spoilers and I, it, but has, it reminds me of oh, what was that? It's gonna be the a movie up, none of us have heard of. The upstairs room. I think it was Marissa <laughs> Tomei. 
Uh, the younger younger boyfriend. The changeling? No, no, no that was that was um, that was Angelina Jolie. No, I was thinking older than that. The uh, mm. oh, the one with the bouncing. Bertie Scott. No, mm-hmm. no, I'll, it'll come to me. I'm going to look it up. But the 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 plot's very similar to. I think it's called In the Bedroom. Whoa, keep that there. Um, all right. Well, I think uh, that kind of catches up what we've been watching. Um, I've seen a lot, though. So perkreviews.com has my reviews. Uh, these two slackers don't write reviews very often. so i got to get my, my one pick in. Misbegotten masterpieces yeah. that we do need in episode. Um, on the website, though, we have a uh, an article that Richard Gomez wrote. Um, Netflix deep dives. Uh, it's under Getting Real. Netflix deep dives. Getting Real is his um, his column that he writes for us. And um, what Richard did was he picked uh, the genres from Netflix and he picked a movie for each genre that's currently available to watch on Netflix. And I checked out one um, last night with my wife before I went and saw Rough Night called Timer, which is a really cool, quirky sci-fi rom com, and um, it, it's it's pretty great. It's from two thousand seven, so. Um, it's an interesting idea on like it, it explores the concept of soulmates and what if there had been a device created that would um, tell you when you're going to meet your soulmate so that you would know to the day that you're going to come across your soulmate. Um, and it's an interesting idea because it kind of plays around with like the idea is that possible? Can, can you know that you're going to find your soulmate? And even if you find them, is it a guarantee that you're going to love them? Well, like you don't necessarily need, Soulmates don't always have to be the ones you end up with, and that's that's the theme that the film explores, and it's done in a kind of comedic and endearing way. It's a very well made movie, um, definitely one worth checking out. It's Timer T lowercase I capital M E R, and that is uh, because it's the name of the sci fi element of the film is how they identify that you're about to find your soulmate. And I won't get into all that, but if you've um, seen Corey's favorite movie In Time with Justin Timberlake, it's got a similar tone to that as far as. Um, <laughs> The ticking clock. I've never seen that movie. Oh, okay. I just know Corey's a Surprising, big Surprising, since that has my boyfriend. Exactly. Yeah. I would think you would support him, but uh, whatever, you know. I think Jessica I do. Biel I buy all of his records, even a... sometimes when they're not as good as, you know, Future Sex Love Sound. Mm. All right. Well, mm. we're going to get into our list. So, if you've never listened to the podcast before, and welcome back, uh, listeners who were on Podcast Attic. Um, Aaron, I'm talking to you. Um, and uh, we... Um, what we do is we have a topic. So this week, again, our topic is top five movie robots. And we make our list in secret. And we reveal them to each other here. And we give each other crap. And we uh, we make wagers on if we know what Mike's movie is going to be. Um, because Mike has a... a, a I'm, I'm really wondering what kind of obscure stuff you're going to pull for this one. <laughs> uh, and mine... Uh, three of mine are from the same freaking year, which I didn't realize until just now. And I did say freaking. And just... That's a Polk County thing. Um... But did you hear what he said? <laughs> did you hear? Um, before we get into our list, uh, Corey. Okay, guys. Spoiler warnings. We're probably going to ru- ruin some movies for you. If you want to check out our list first, you can go to BerkReviews.com. If not, we'll steam ahead. We like to uh, talk freely, so we don't always spoil the movies. But in some cases, we will, uh, especially if like something happens to, in this case, the robot that we're talking about. We might want to mention it, and so um, we have to be able to do so. So we have warned, uh, if you listen at your own risk, um, although none of my movies are from this year. So all of these could have been watched many times over um, if you were so inclined. Um, 
Corey doesn't know this, but she's starting us off this week. Um, <laughs> and all right, wait, I had wait, a wait. feeling it was my my turn. Hold make on. your odds. Make your odds. How many of my robots? I'm going one. One familiar robot. Dang it, and that means that I can't choose that. I'm going to go with two. Two one familiar days, robots. When ah, I ah, choose ah. two, one time, and when I choose that number, I'm going to get it right. <laughs> well, I think you matched last week, didn't you? I think you had I two, think maybe two I or did. three. I think you might have exceeded yours. Yeah, we even yours. shared. Like, I where? only had one. Okay. <laughs> um, okay. And I went big. I thought I would know all your movies on the biopics, and I was way <laughs> off. Um, all right. Uh, I only had saw Walk the Line on your list, if I'm not mistaken. So, And I put it on the telly while you guys were at the house. That's right. And Taylor's and it was really on... interested in it now. Oh, really? Yeah. It I was on to again to today. Um, Corey, you're going first. I'm going to go second. And Mike will follow up with third. Uh, we're going to start with number five. So, Corey, let's get going. What is your number five top five movie robot? I'm wondering if maybe you're going to have this on yours, Burke. Um, I have Alicia Vikander as Ava in 2014's. It might be 2015's. I don't know. Ex Machina. All right, let's, um, let's wait. We're going to wait on that okay. one. Okay. Okie dokie. Uh, just for new listeners, because I didn't explain that part of the rule, if we have overlap, in this case we do, uh, we will wait to discuss Corey's number five whenever it gets on my list. So somewhere down the line, mine will show up. So um, that's Ava, played by Alicia Vikander from Ex Machina. Corey's number five. We'll talk about that momentarily. Um, my, and I don't think I'm going to have overlap with anyone on this one, and I feel like some people are going to be like, what? But... My number five movie robot, Bumblebee from Transformers 2007. Um, <laughs> my wife That's just gave awesome. me a stink face. <laughs> she she kind of shared my reaction um, with that. I, 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 we just talked about this the other night on the podcast, Corey, um, on a movie club. Um, when Transformers came out, I was a fan. Um, it won me over. I was not a fan of the cartoon growing up. I had never really seen it. Um, I didn't have any of the toys growing up. And for some reason, it came out at a time, 2007, when it just clicked for me, the first viewing. Now, in hindsight, I see why it's so hated. Although, I do want to point out that it has a 61 Metacritic score, um, which is pretty high for a Transformers film. So, the first one won a lot of people over. And uh, it, it, it doesn't hold up. I don't think if you watch it now, you're going to be like, oh, this is what I loved. But that first viewing in the theater, it was so revolutionary. And Bumblebee, who doesn't have a voice but talks through car radio, which I actually think is more endearing for me uh, with my love of music, um, he's heroic. He's He makes a big sacrifice for Sam Witwicky. Um, you know, he's just – he's funny. Like there's many, many comedic moments that come from Bumblebee. And I enjoyed him so much that I started snagging his action figures – uh, whenever I saw them uh, from the movie, and I have two of them still hanging on my wall in my usual recording room. Um, and so when I'm making this list, I, I wrote them down because I, what I do is I just I like brainstorm and write down all the robots I can think of that I like. And he was on there and I'm staring at it, staring at him like, I got to be honest, like, even though I don't like the subsequent films and I, I haven't watched the first Transformers probably since 2008 when it came out on DVD. Um, I still have a, a soft spot for Bumblebee. So. And, in fact, the Last Night trailer shows Optimus Prime apparently stabbing Bumblebee. I won't lie. That's the only part of the trailer that moves me emotionally. So um, I felt he needed to be on my list. So there it is. Bumblebee, number five, from Transformers 2007. I think Lady agrees with you. She's barking her enthusiasm. Yeah, she's barking at something. I'm not <laughs> sure what's going and on. I, I'm guessing you may not be familiar enough with... Because the Transformers, the movie, yeah. 1986, had mm -hmm. a theatrical release, right? Okay, valid, but I was I was four. And I didn't see it. No, I know, but it's been out long enough. Oh, I've seen it since then. Oh, okay. But I, just, I, I saw it see, after. That, that would have been my go-to for, because at that, 
in the new one. But he's a, he's a he's a punch he's buggy. Yes, and he's supposed to be the underdog, and he's supposed to be. I, I know, mean, and he's, he's supposed a, to be the weaker one, and he's what? He's a punch buggy. Right. Yeah. Bumblebee uh, is that way. That, one that of the doesn't make sense because <laughs> it's a bug. Is that really like no? That's yes. a, no. I like the Camaro version. Right, but that's that's hashtag not my Bumblebee. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it was neat to see him updated. They had the nod to him with the classic yellow bug, and mm-hmm. we're like, oh. But they did have to stylize him. But I don't know. I think I would have gone if because obviously this is not uh, he's not on he's I would have gone I would have gone Transformers I honestly I, I didn't even consider the animated but I've only seen the animated once and it was after I saw the live action one and um, oh, oh what that's what I said in reverse well that's that was my point though why oh. this movie has a spot for me this was my introduction to the idea come, of Transformers come on how can you hey I could have said GoBots leave me alone listen, listen to the cast in the original in the animated Orson Welles that's crazy Leonard but Nimoy he plays, Nimoy yeah but he's not Bumblebee no, that's neither true, is Orson Welles, but they're still in it. Yeah, I like I like this Bumblebee, um, Bumblebee mm-hmm. Tuna. Um, mm-hmm. That's from Ace Ventura: When Nature Calls. Um, all right, uh, Corey, do you have anything to add to Bumblebee? I do not. I've already talked about this. I like the cartoon. I was not a fan of those movies. Well, that's what Mike just did. <laughs> she doesn't <laughs> listen to me. She, I'm telling you, she's swimming you in the steel boxes. You guys sound quiet over the recording to me. Oh, oh, hold on. I can boost that. Um, she's just making an excuse to not listen to me. I think I can boost that. Is that louder, Corey? Nope. No. And I hear a lot of... Uh, air conditioner? I'm sorry. I'm having probably. some upper GI Yeah, that's problem. probably it. Yeah, it it's not... I don't hear that in my headphones. That's interesting. Yeah, um, I heard him getting on to you about Leonard Nimoy and... See? She's totally not listening. Orson Welles. Okay, well, <laughs> let's move into yeah, just uh, Mike's these guys. number five. Uh, Mike, what do you got for your number five? All right, so I'm just going to preface this big because the idea, the convenience of having a home that's got smart devices and components, and, well, see, to me, as convenient as that is, that leads ultimately to the Skynet factor. I mean, if we've got fridges and washers and dryers that and, are all connected and nests that are connected and, and all sparks that turn uh, things into transformers. Yes, exactly. Okay. Um, that bo- is bothersome. And this is way, this is going back. I'm digging deep even way before James Cameron's murderous Skynet, Skynet AI. There was Proteus from 1977's Demon Seed. Yep. Never heard of it. <laughs> and you call yourselves film people. No, um, no, this this one's reaching because it stuck out with me because, it, well, we'll get to the other part. It's got a 6.3 IMDb rating, no matter score because it's old and yeah. no one's seen it probably. Uh, 69% fresh rating from Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, enough so people seen it to get a Rotten Tomatoes score. It, yes, but not meta score. So imagine that. So essentially Proteus, Proteus is an AI. It's so powerful that it after three days of being brought online, comes up with a cure for leukemia. Oh, wow. And so the creator of it, the doctor, um, is so obsessed with the development of Proteus, there's a definite uh, distance in, in his and his wife's relationship, which eventually, and this becomes a plot point, eventually leads Proteus into creating a robotic embodiment of himself, itself, because at that point it's just Proteus, in order, well, I mean, I'm not gonna. It, it it wants to mate with the good Mrs. Susan Harris, the developer's wife. What? <laughs> yes, the '70s. This is the '70s. Um, oh my god! It even plays the music. It's like wow, chicken, wow, wow. Oh no! 
And John and Mike went on to be very popular (laughs) beatboxers. And that's that's that was his line. Proteus uses sweet beatbox skills. He's adept at. Um, So we created this weird looking embodiment. Think of because this is interesting because Ego does the same thing and other. This is not a new concept. I'm actually kind of surprised this property hasn't been optioned for a Mm. remake because it is very timely in that you can. I mean. It's it's horrifying. The AI uh, element. Yeah, and it kind of goes from there. And I, I could see where this is ripping off a little from Rosemary's Baby, uh, you know, and other, but still, talk about crazy. And, and I'm curious how many of my robots are going to be mal- malicious because I think I had that thing mm. theme going. See, yeah, mine, mine's more heroic. Um, actually, I think most of mine are more heroic. Yeah, well, um, I like to give the dark... The dark edge, dark horses. Some. Light. I have to read the tagline from from Demon Seed. Uh, mm-hmm. According to IMDb, never was a woman violated as profanely. Never oh was a woman gosh. subject to inhuman hey, love hey, like if this. That doesn't stick in your head. Never was a woman prepared for a more perverse destiny. Like wow, Ooh, destiny. They, That's a long tagline. That is actually, a huge tagline. Um, and I don't recognize these people. Uh, directed by Donald Kamel. Um. Oh, it's is it? It's based on a Dean Koontz novel. Oh, I didn't realize. <laughs> See, that could be why it's sticking out. I'm a Dean Koontz person, ah. even though his film adaptations are uneven. Well, apparently this one's not bad. People seem to like it. Um, people like robots turning into people and having. Julie that. Christie carries the demon <laughs> seed. Fear <laughs> for her. It had three awards nominations. Probably not. Probably a Razzie if that was around. <laughs> no, I don't think it oh. was. Saturn Award. Saturn Award's all over the place. No one That's really celebrates. That's sci-fi award. Yeah, I'm nobody guessing. celebrates. The, yeah, the Academy of Science Fiction. Ah, there you go. All right. Well, that's um, Mike's number five is Demon Seed, a movie that Corey and I have not seen. What Proteus. Was, Proteus. Proteus from, is the robot. There you go. Proteus from Demon Seed. I was about to ask what the robot's name was because I forgot. Um, its name was Proteus. Proteus. Uh, <laughs> Corey, what is your oh number God. four? I can't work here. Oh, come <laughs> on. Um, <laughs> my number four. I wonder if we'll have overlap with this one. John, maybe. I chose TARS from Interstellar. Um, I'm going to let you talk. Negative. Okay. <laughs> um, I love that he is such. And I. So you went with more heroic. Mike went with, you know. Mike, um, I don't even know what to say, but uh, mine, I think that most of my choices, um, their human characteristics um, stick out to me the most, but I love as far as Tars, I like that he's a companion to Cooper, um, He he's, he's brave, um, he tries to, well, he does save Dr. Amelia Brand, he tries to save Dr. Doyle, he's hilarious, um, I love when... Um, Cooper is trying to turn down his uh, humor setting, and he <laughs> just becomes pretty deadpan. Um, I just really liked him in the movie, and I'm a big fan of the movie anyway, so there's that. All right, well, I'm not going to let Mike talk. We're going to go to my number four. Um, my, oh. my number four is Tars and Case um, from Interstellar. I, I went with a double. I, I used both of the robots. Um, okay. <laughs> yeah. But... Um, voiced uh, Tars is voiced by Bill Irwin and uh, Case is voiced by Josh Stewart, um, and it's the same reasons that Corey just said. Uh, he's funny, um, he is heroic, and it's interesting because like he his mobility is 
weird because he's like a giant rectangle. Um, yeah. Yeah, that, that is pretty cool design. Yeah, and then, like, when you see him running um, in the one scene when he has to get back on the ship, it's, like, it's crazy, like, watching him he like, move. He reminds of an asterisk. Uh, from um, the commercial? <laughs> no, he reminds me of an asterisk, like, the shape the that his... Okay. Are those appendages? Or I don't know what they're called. They're, like, yeah. the way that he's able to move... I don't know. Well, okay. Um, shape. I, no, Sorry. no, no, no. I totally get. I think I get what you're saying. Um, yeah, I, I love the robots in Interstellar. Interstellar, like you said, it's in my top fifty uh, movies. I think I think I currently have it in my top ten. Um, I, I loved it. It's a controversial movie. Not everybody liked it. Um, but those people are wrong. Those people I think can so be too. quiet. I think they are very. <laughs> yeah. Wrong. Those people. We don't need to know you. Well, I don't. Well, I mean, I, it's not that I don't want to exclude them, but they're wrong. Yeah. I mean, it has yeah, a 74 Metacritic. It does have an Oscar win um, for uh, visual effects, which is, you know, that's kind of a, okay. But, a, and I mean, I never thought Wooderson would go into space and save the world. Yeah. I mean, all right, oh. all right, all right. McConaughey, right? it's, it's easily probably his best performance um, for me, McConaughey, aside from, I mean, I and, love the Days and Confused mm, performance, and, but. Mm, and, but mm, I feel like he's Matt great in so Damon. many things, and so many people write him off. Oh, he no, was so good great. at Alice Byers Club. Um, oh, fantastic. Yeah. yeah, but that movie is, while it was very well recognized, it is kind of a small, um, I don't know, I didn't I didn't hate the movie, but I didn't feel like, oh, I want to watch that again. Like, it's great performances no, from him and Larry. Oh, it's hard. It would be hard to watch again. Mm-hmm. Interstellar, I could probably watch every week or a couple would times. Would you say you could watch it 12 times in IMAX? I, that's a, I only saw it twice. That's a shout out to our our friend Brendan. Um, oh, okay. I <laughs> thought you were saying that Corey did that as kind of like a no, only box twice. Badge. Yeah. <laughs> Dang it! I'm gonna make some buttons. Watch. I think make them out of steel box. Material. Should get the word Interstellar tattooed on his stomach like Tupac has Thug Life. Actually, then, he yes. should convert himself to L- the little, robots. Oh, to Tarzan and Case. Yes. He should name his arms that. That should be his muscles. Uh, <laughs> And he could bend himself into asterisk shapes yes. for you. Oh God! And now, do you I like? Feel like I get judged for everything. Do you like the way I move, baby? <laughs> oh my God! Yeah, but Tars, Tars, in case, um, <laughs> it would be hard pressed to uh, do a list with this with this topic and not include them because of the impact they have on the characters in the film. Um, and the fact that, it, of course, it is a human playing the voice of Tars, but he there's a human element to the character, even though it's a robot in, on screen. Um, like when everything's going bad and uh, McConaughey's with Tars and there's this there's this like camaraderie between the two of them. It's just it's so powerful. Um, and it, those are some of the more emotional scenes to me uh, is the connection he builds with Tars because initially he is kind of against it. Um, yeah. And it, it just develops, and I really love that. So, all right. Mike, you got anything to add to our I number fours? Kind of, I'm surprised I left them off of even my honorable oh, wow. mentions list. But, I mean, I've got some picks here that not everybody – there's one I think people will definitely – or no, maybe a couple that people will definitely – No. Yeah. And familiar, even on the honorable mentions. But, again, you know, I like my underdogs. I like my – I like that you I, – I, that's one of the reasons why I like this configuration for the podcast. Um we are. We all have similar tastes in some ways, but then we have our own interests outside of that, and it's it makes I think for a more diverse list because we could all just have the same. I mean, there are times like Corey went into her number four, going, "You probably have this one too," and she was not only and right, she was correct, but we we had both that of it at correct. number four. <laughs> um, if it weren't for <laughs> Bumblebee, um, but 
yeah so um that's my that's our number four mike agrees that they're good robots and they should have been on his list somewhere that'll, let's, that'll uh, do robot that'll, that'll do. do um let's go to your number four then mike yay me all right so long before disney's acquisition of marvel and lucasfilms they actually had ventured forth into space this was the film that was going to up the disney studio because I think the rating was a a little bit more than what they were. Um, So they took a risk with 1977's The Black Hole. Oh, I've never seen this. I am familiar with it. I think I saw this on the big screen. Um, And it visually was amazing, but plot-wise, story-wise, wasn't much there. However, these robots, and I'm actually kind of sneaking a couple in uh, because they're kind of, to me, two sides of the same coin in in a sense. So here we go. Stats, 5.9 item DB rating, 43% rotten rating, no meta score oh. because it's it, oh. it, it, it's rough. Dude, the the cast, I'm sorry to cut yes. you off. Yes, no, yeah, yeah, and that's the thing. And this was one, and this was, Anthony Perkins had a tough time after Psycho. Psycho, yeah. And this was one that it was a non-Norman Bates role. Mm-hmm. And he was like the straight guy, the good guy, which I think that was another thing for audiences. to Maybe had a hard time. Yeah, and, and it's a Disney film, and they're going into it, yeah, go on. Who else is in it? Uh, well, the other name that really pulled me was Forster. Robert Forrester, Forrester. Um, yep. who is uh, in Tarantino's um, Jackie Brown and in the film Corey and I just reviewed for the movie club a couple weeks ago, Small Crimes. Oh, um, so I need to watch that because I, I, I like Forrester. Oh, man, so. he's really good in that yeah, movie, too. I'm so um, glad Tarantino get, that's the That's the gift of Tarantino, bringing Travolta back, Forrester, uh, Greer, Greer. Oh, Pam Slim Greer. Pickens is in this, too. Slim Pickens is in... Um, how I learned uh, uh, what's his Doctor Strange Love. Um, Bob, he's the voice of Bob, which Excellent. I'm guessing who is my pick. Yeah. I did, I went Bob slash Maximilian. Oh, so because you yes, because without Bob, you can't without Maximilian and Bob because they're actually. So here's the premise. Okay, the premise is that um, they're flying into the black hole, the crew of the USS Palomino, and end up. If I recall correctly, the Cygnus had been lost. And so, sure enough, they just discover it and find it again, long lost. So they get to it, and Bob is one of the first beings they encounter. Uh, so it, he's essentially a really early, I would say, version of Wally. Uh, the Bob oh, okay. acronym stands for Biosanitation Battalion. Okay, so he's kind of like in sanitation. Wait, though, how's that? Uh, Bob? Capital B, little I O, Bio. Okay. And then they uh, hyphenate uh, sanitation, then battalion. So Bob. Okay. They got a little iffy because yeah, because they really the, reaching for that. <laughs> they were um, because there is another one which I didn't sneak in, which which actually I like a lot. But Bob has this character, Vincent. The acronym is a little different, uh, and I didn't. I looked it up, and it means something vital information, uh, central located, something like that, for Vincent. But the design was different. These were kind of hovering robots um not only did bob and he's got slim pickens got this very distinctive voice uh maximilian did not have a voice but the design was so different there's some an intimidation factor to maximilian that was uh, huge um bob is kind of like a trash can looking at it suits his his role Mm -hmm. and maximilian is this red with a glowing single red eye, advisor. Not, yeah, not quite silent as because it doesn't doesn't go back and forth. And these whirling blades, yeah. And I never got any. I don't think there was a whole lot of market for the black hole toys. But man, he would have been a cool. He has like a sinister twist to the end of it too. Like it yeah. goes up like yes. a spike. Yeah, they did. 
And for, again, a character, because his robot has no voice lines, if I recall correctly, just sheer presence and mm. intimidation is what he was. So That would make sense because there's no credited person no credit for Maximilian. For Maximilian. No, so. no, I don't recall any voice at all. So while they're not a 3PO R2 combination, they're definitely a pair to behold and look at. And I didn't want to lay Vincent off. And it's a shame. You're going to have to look them up because visually they're just different designs for robots and they... They hover. And this was Disney's like attempt of pulling in the Star Wars market, though, right? Because it's 79. 70, 77, 79, 79, I'm 79. sorry, 79. So it was two, a little after kind of. Two years after Star yeah. Wars, which spiked a big push in sci-fi. Oh, um, yeah. The success oh, of, of A New Hope, which was definitely. not called A New Hope then. Um, you know, definitely made a lot of a lot of knockoff movies. And this is definitely looks like one. Not as bad as um, what did I just watched on Mystery Science Theater. Uh, the return they have a Star Wars knockoff with David Hasselhoff. I haven't gotten through the whole return season. I haven't so yet either, but it's He's episode five. Okay, dude, the Hoff is in it. He's I'm playing in the, one the Han Solo esque character. Um, he's like that's I can't think of the name of the movie. Um, but it's it's pretty brutally bad. Um, it, it like but it's the episode's great, but the movie's bad. Um, which makes for yeah. good MST3K. Of course, uh, Corey, have you seen the Black Hole? I have not. What is wrong with you? A lot, apparently. <laughs> does Sorry, not compute. Not, uh, does not compute. <laughs> error, error. Uh, Time to beatbox. <laughs> no. Uh, uh, what with that? Um, let's just move into Corey's number three. What do you have for uh, number three on your top five movie robots? Um. Well, you just kind of mentioned him. It's Wally from oh. Wally in Ow. 2008. Oh, cool! I just mentioned his grandfather. <laughs> yeah so we're just gonna go through the whole lineage here um i love this movie i haven't seen it in a long time i own it and i need to rewatch it not in steelbox but um oh. i love so much about him um i think that they as always because it's freaking pixar um they do a really good job you know building his character that he's alone but um he has a cock Roach friend. We're from Florida. I really don't like roaches. But, um, you know, um, the way that he ends up taking care of Eve mm. when she powers down, um, he's a romantic. Um, I just love him a lot. And I actually like Eve a lot, too. But Wally is clearly my favorite. What's the movie he's obsessed with? It's an old. Um... Sing, um, 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 Hello, Dolly? No, no, no. No, no. Uh, isn't it Clan, Clan, Clan goes the trolley? Uh, Music Man. Um, uh, is it? Oh, I don't remember. Um, um, we're gonna have to look it up. I've only seen. I saw Wally once, um, and I didn't. I can't even say I saw it. To be fair, I was playing a video game on a computer while I was watching it. Which, if you know anything it's about this movie, it's Hello Dolly. Oh, I'm um, sorry, my mistake. If you know anything about Wally, it's essentially a silent film for the most part. He doesn't. There's not a lot of dialogue per se, and so not watching it, like uh, truly watching it, definitely um, made me go. Why does everybody like this movie so much? I. I have recently bought it. I have not watched it yet, but I am planning on actually watching it, you know, sitting down and, and giving it a, a, its due because I didn't. And so my opinion of it is small right now. Um, but again, it's with like minimal six, attention. Six Academy Award nominations. 94 Metacritic Holy. score. Something, man. Yeah, Heck. clearly. I, um, and I love Pixar. In fact, I just saw Cars 3, as I said, and I teared up. Um, one, their short that they have in front of it, I teared up. Slightly. I love those shorts. And then uh, at least once during Cars, there was a moment that it hit my uh, my tiered button. I, I like being, I think because I'm a teacher, 
um, the idea of mentoring and like believing in somebody um, when mm-hmm. they don't believe in themselves really hits home for me. And that is a major theme in Cars 3. Um, and so there was a part where I was like, mm, I'm not going to cry. Nope. And it's, <laughs> no. it's Pixar uh, and me getting older, apparently, because I cry a lot more now than I used to. Um, but Wally is Ugly one. Cry. <laughs> Wally is one that me makes personally, sorry. No, no, not at all. Uh Wally makes sense to be on this list for sure. Um Mike is not on your list or he is not on your list? No, I I, I do adore Wally. One of the things that's tough to and like you said you mentioned it uh and pretty much hit it on the head. Without dialogue getting those emotional reactions and from an you know an animated robot mm-hmm. that relationship between the two and a lot of it, it's just wow. And this Wally gets that from me. There, it, it is interesting uh, because one of my honorable mentions definitely elicits that crying response. Mm-hmm. Um, that's yeah. I, Wally should have been on my list, but didn't make again because he's a very well-known robot. And so yeah. the it, it best-known waste allocation load lifter Earth class there is. Oh, <laughs> look at you dropping the acronym. Um, but uh and look at me for realizing what it was because i sure didn't learn that from the movie um or the extraterrestrial uh, vegetation evaluator didn't know that either uh, <laughs> um okay so uh i think that's a great pick Corey, because i think a lot of people listening would agree with you um maybe even have him higher up on the list because i know a lot of people do love wally obviously 94 metacritic is not an easy achievement no um yeah. i didn't realize that and it's almost 10 years old i yeah. can't deal I, I know. He'll and be driving soon. <laughs> Actually, he can oh! drive already. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he's way older than that. Um, <laughs> okay, so um, it's interesting for two reasons. One, um, going into my number three, um, I want to first... I had um, the War of the Planet of the Apes is coming out in a couple mm-hmm, weeks, mm-hmm. or month, whatever. And oh, I'm a fan of those movies. Um Actually, I'm even a fan of the old movies, even though they get really cheesy with the sequels. I still enjoy them. Not the Tim Burton one. What? But the Buck. other two. Um, we got monkeys here. By the way, uh, what movie is it? There's. I just watched it. There's a movie that has a rival. Um, what? Oh, um, in Rough Night, uh, Kate McKinnon's character has a part where she's like, what? No. And I'm like, is she going for Mark Wahlberg right now? Like, what's happening? But, well, that's my line, yeah. Kate McKinnon. Um, what's wrong with you? But, I'm going to come to get you. But I was talking to someone else. I think I was talking to... Um, uh, Odie Matthews from Rough Cut about this and he's not a fan I think it was him I, I feel bad if it's not but um, we, he's not a fan of the franchise and now I think it's another student somebody asked me like they said they don't like those movies because they like who are they supposed to root for and my immediate response was the apes and they're like yeah but that doesn't make sense because we're human so like we're rooting for them to kill us and I was, um, but oh. just because we're human doesn't make us right and okay. the oppression that the apes said but because it, it's an analog for I still have no issue with it. I immediately still would root for the apes. Caesar is is a mm-hmm. relatable character. He's clearly the character we're supposed to like. I mean, he had to suffer James Franco. So in the first one, oh, um, <laughs> um, but and in the second one, Patrick Wilson, who was great, um, and now Woody Harrelson is a villain, which looks fantastic. But um, and he's in search of Pinkies, I'm sure. But yes. I, I saw their point, and it, it, there's a lot of movies where we're asked to root for someone who is against us. And I say all that going into my number three because this is the only one I think is malicious, yet I still think it's the character we're supposed to root for, and that is Ex Machina, Ava, who's played by Alicia Vikander. 
um, from 2014. Um, she is, mm-hmm. uh, she's she's an AI. She's a threat, right? She is the Skynet essentially because she is the epitome of AI. She is the potential to replace and be unrecognized as a robot like people will not know <laughs> that mm-hmm. she is which of course leads we could even say ava was the first of the uh androids from the alien universe in a way because you know in the first alien we don't know who the mm-hmm. we don't know there's an android the, there the origin that oh that'd be a nice little tie right tie that in well oh. and absolutely no moral compass which david and they no we we see in those movies that that is uh, definitely questionable at best right mm-hmm. and um very fluid set of morals and ava like yet while she is the threat to humanity um i love her in this movie like she's <laughs> relatable you feel bad for her she's for her, enslaved yeah. essentially and you want you, if you're like me you don't want people to be enslaved you want people to be free to do what they want to do you know um which is a great line from uh, a movie that i can't think of what it is now want to be free oh it's in world's end duh um oh, okay i thought you were referring uh, uh digital underground line. do what well, you like <laughs> dude digital underground I did know. you know tupac was a part of digital underground? of course that's why i brought it <laughs> why do you think i brought it up Come i on, didn't yo. know that and that was one of the few things i, I these, didn't know about tupac. Pools. um but man you don't there's me. a whole scene with humpty dumpty by the uh, way it's humpty fantastic hump, humpty dumpty is the rhyme sir <laughs> nursery rhyme not the yo not, mad beats rhyme <laughs> You know what I meant, though. You know what I'm talking about. But, um, you got my beatbox skills going. The Humpty Dance. Is in, <laughs> there's a performance of that in all of oh, awesome. uh, That is awesome. Um, but uh, Ava is, she's threatening. She's um, endearing. And the way that movie plays out, I love x I need to rewatch it, actually, because mm-hmm, it's got so do Dom- Domhnall Gleeson, Alicia Vikander, and um, Oscar Isaac, who at the time were all kind of no- Yeah. At the time, almost um, unknown. And now, look at all of them. Two of them are in the Star Wars universe mm-hmm. now. And Alicia Vikander um, is going to be the new Tomb Raider, for one. But uh, she's done some terrific uh, performances in um, Light Between Oceans, uh, Theory so of Everything. Good. Not Theory of Everything. I'm sorry. She's in The Danish Girl. Wrong uh, mm-hmm. Eddie Redmayne movie. I saw that. And uh, Man saw from that Uncle. On, the, on her, her yeah. list. And Man from Uncle, which was uh, actually right. pretty good. Um, it's a Guy Ritchie movie, for one. So if you like Guy Ritchie, it's... Which it's actually a, did a little better than his recent one. <laughs> it did, wow. I think. Um, but it still didn't do well. It's a, it's, a, it's one of those things where Poor it's a Guy property Ritchie. that people aren't interested in. And yet it's, they're, trying to bring, they're trying to force it down people's throats. Like the people who would have known Man from Uncle wouldn't like this version of it. Because and it's, it's so radically different yeah. than the series, which... And and then people who are, like most people who are unfamiliar with it, well, they wouldn't know to go see it because they're not familiar with it. And the marketing yeah. was, eh. But it's actually really... Army Hammer does a great job as a Russian spy, and Henry Cavill is uh, not angsty and pouty looking, so that's a nice change. Um, Why did you say that name? <laughs> Martha. Um, but... Yeah, Corey, <laughs> this was your number five, so I want you to have a chance to, to talk about why. Um, I... Oh my gosh, sorry, my cat's on my list, guys. Crazy cat lady. Um, but I'm married. Um, I also agree that it is terrifying. Um, and that whole part where um Oscar Isaac's character Nathan, who built her, tells um Caleb, which is Domhnall Gleason's character, that the whole point was for her to make him believe that she was interested in him and that she cared about him and just like the whole um level of manipulation and uh, all the craziness in this movie um but i agree with you um it's hard not to like her and not to want her to be able to experience the world and frankly i feel like she would probably appreciate it more than most humans but you know what i mean 
well, I think, do anyways. I think that's a theme that you could say in any situation where a person has been um, imprisoned, essentially unfairly um, or enslaved, and then that taste of freedom. Like, I mean, there's that old expression, everything's better when it's free. Mm-hmm. Well, imagine life when you're finally free, like how yeah, much better right. it would be. And that's um, in Fight Club. There's the sequence where Brad Pitt and Edward Norton go and they uh, they pull the guy from um, mm-hmm. the convenience much, store. Yeah. And then after he runs away and Edward Norton is so mad at, at Tyler um, and he's just like, he just responds with, tomorrow he'll have the best breakfast he's ever had. He'll enjoy things. You know, he says the whole spiel. Way, yeah. yeah, and it's like, we'll never be able to match that because we've never had our life threatened like that. Yeah. And um, so, yeah, I definitely think it, it's easy to root for Ava, but compared to my other characters on the list, she's, I mean, how she, one, what she does to Nathan, and then two, what she does to uh, whoops, Caleb. Something's clicking. Yeah, what she does to Caleb is so. Yeah. Oh man, and even um, man, what's hurt, hurt. why would it, it? I mean, I understand that he would have been able to recognize her. You know what I mean? But I don't see uh, what harm it would have been to let him go to. I mean, at yeah. what cost? Well, no, she was cleaning up her tracks, and it's in. I would say in her character to it, have done it the way she did it. And it, yeah, it's in her best interest. Um, I think. I don't know. Um. Sorry, yeah, we're getting some buzz here. I yeah. think the robots are fighting their robots are, Ava's, Ava's here. Um, but if, yeah, if, if we go short, that'll be but, why. Um, but that scene, um, though, with uh, where she leaves him, is so like powerful and impacting. Um, because it, it's that fear for him. Like well, he's just gonna rot. He's gonna yeah, sit he's there gonna and just... and slowly die. And there's the likelihood of him getting out is not good, you know? So it's uh, like, no, it's near, near nil. And he's going to just be able to sit and think about what he's done. And even like his whole arc is so interesting because he's you're like, Oh, this guy just won this awesome prize. It's like, Nope. Turns out that you are so worthless to the world that you were picked because no one would care. That yeah. You nobody missed you. And that's, that's that was my, that terrifying. would be my fear. That would be my fear that I would be that person that <laughs> no one would miss. Oh, Mike, I would um, miss you. Oh, um, Here's the thing, and, and not so much robot discussion, but Alex Garland as a writer, I mean, even in The Beach, which is no, a no gray area film, and I think most people, let's just look at the rating, because The Beach, yeah, 6.643, yeah, way back when. I loved The Beach. Obviously, I think we were in agreement on 28 Days Later. Oh, yeah. He, yep. Which he was involved and in and wrote. Uh, the Tesseract, I'm aware of. Go on. I'm sorry. Oh, I was going to say, also, he was the screenwriter for Sunshine. Yep, that, I'm working up the I list. I'm working that. up the oh, list. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, helps with the screenplay on Dread, Ex Machina. I'm curious. He's, Dread's uh, good. Dread, yeah, Dread's I, severely underrated. I, I didn't realize. Yeah, and well, t- Alex Arnold is severely underused and underrated, and he's got uh, an adaptation of something called the Annihilation Timekeeper, and then Halo with question marks on the screenplay so that should be yeah i don't think I that's don't ever know. actually gonna get made though that's been on the, the books but, for a while uh, he there's something about him he's only 47 so he's not that old uh I'm, oh. i love the work and this was one that i missed the boat on initially and was just amazed once i saw it yep and um all right well that was that was my number three Corey's number five and we're gonna move into mike's number three Number three. All right. So if I preface this, oh, I can't spell, uh, by saying number five or Johnny Five Alive. Uh, oh, short. That, yes. Okay. So you do know it. So, oh, yeah. 
I've lost, honestly, I've lost counts how many times I've seen 1986's Short Circuit. This was one of my recorded from TV VHS specials. Oh, nice. which means that. I love. <laughs> those specials? Kids today. I will loved never this know movie this. when I was a kid. Oh, so did I. I, 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 I loved did, this movie. I didn't catch it in its theatrical release. And again, just like uh, Empire Strikes Back and Back to the Future, these are ones that once the TV. Yeah, and like uh, Burke just said, today's kids don't know the struggle because, yeah, in the age of DVR or video on demand, Man. you pretty much can get it and get the original theatrical release and have it. I didn't have that. So I didn't see it in its full, you know, all the, you know, the language and whatnot. So I was kind of sheltered. So let's see. Regardless of that, the ratings. Here are the ratings, which don't really matter to me. 6.6 .6 INDB rating, 57% rotten rating. <laughs> People really hated this, I guess, and no Metascore. Uh, I grew up with it. I loved it. There's something about there's the charm in this little robot, and it's a tough thing to um, get and evoke some sort of emotion. I grew attached to this rope, this basically a war machine, because that's what it was designed as. And to me, it was charming how it became sentient and then developed that peaceful temperament. Um, I don't know if the special effects really will hold up. I mean, it's been 30-some years, 31 years. The slapstick does. the Because it starts ingesting TV, which is kind of scary because this could have gone all sorts of ways. Yeah. Um, the uh, I don't think that the Whopper computer counts as a robot, but ultimately it also decides, you know, the only, the best move is to not play. And so I think at this point it realizes, Johnny Five does realize that I don't know if it fully understands its function. There's going to be one in my honorable mentions that touches on this as well, but it goes the other way. It goes the other route and takes the peaceful side of the coin, which the sequel was dreadful. It only uh, got Fisher Stevens, Fisher Stevens back. Oh, yeah. It didn't have Ali Sheedy, Steve Gutenberg. They, uh, it was garbage. So don't okay. mess with that um, if you, unless you're really bored. Well, and are a completionist. I learned from watching um, Master of None season one um, that uh, th the guy was in brownface, which I didn't know. Yes, and that was a huge thing. Yeah, uh, um, I have. I saw this when I was a kid. Uh, I was. I did not have the affiliate of uh, affection for it that you two apparently do. Not that I didn't like it. Just something never clicked with me, and I didn't get to. I didn't get to the phase of rewatching this one. Um, I barely remember it. I don't know what it was that didn't work for me because it seems like something I would have liked, but I just, I remember trying to watch it. Of, of all things, just with the Bumblebee voice because that, that's basically what Johnny Five does through the whole film. Yeah, I, I don't know, man. I, I It did not click for me as a kid and then I never went back to it. I don't think I've, I don't even think I've seen clips of it since I was young. Was he too ugly? It might have been. It looked like the Nintendo robot. You know? It did look a little <laughs> like that, but it actually also looks a lot like Wally's. It one does. Of his predecessors yeah it definitely does it's uh, like the t1 to the t100 yeah kind of well Corey, now you you are a fan of this so what do you have to add i um also had this recorded on vhs hey 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 um i around the same time um that i would overwatch uh oh my gosh dirty dancing uh. um this was <laughs> one of my most watched movies along with some shirley temple films um but I also learned that watching Master of None, I love Aziz, I love Master of None, um, and that was a little heartbreaking because I yeah, did not know is. that previously. Oh, um, mm. We were kids. I, 
you know, I, and I'm not familiar with uh, Frank Stevens or Fisher Stevens outside. Yeah, of, I think um, I was like, have you guys not seen Hackers? I have not seen Hackers. No, okay. it, mm, it's I'm, not even. Yeah, that's. I don't know if it, it would hold up. Um, given it doesn't, it doesn't. It'd be like watching War Games now too. I don't know that. that um, actually, up. we started watching War Games just the other day. We didn't get through all of it yet, and it's just the concept, the idea was really intriguing to both the kids because oh, okay. they're watching the grades being changed and hacking. Oh, into okay, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. that's very relatable. Um, but effects. Um, I think the themes would carry over. Well, it's true. Nobody puts Johnny Five in the corner. Um. But and there's a nice <laughs> dancing scene as well. I mean, it's not dirty dancing like you like, but <laughs> I just under the bus. Oh wow. Um. All right. So, uh, how do you like my moves? Mike's number three, a short circuit from uh, what year is this from? Eighty. Eighty-six. Eighty-six. All right. Yeah. So I was four when that came out too. All right. Um, <laughs> Corey, what is your number two robot? Okay. Um, you and I kind of had a conversation about this when I was going through the Aliens fran- Alien franchise recently. My number two is Bishop from 1986's oh. Aliens. I think I know what your number one is, but, um, okay, Bishop from Aliens. Um, I, you don't know my number one, stop. Oh. Um, I loved Bishop, and also after, um, Ripley dealt with Ash, an alien, mm-hmm. I can totally understand why she didn't want to have anything to do with Bishop. I appreciated in this movie, though, that I did not know initially that he was synthetic. I... So when that was kind of revealed, which it's not a huge reveal, but nope. still, they, he was just so human-like. I thought that they, you know... I guess um, she don't like the cornbread either. <laughs> oh, gosh. Um... I like that he is a good guy, and again, he puts himself in bad situations because he knows that he, I don't think that he thinks he's disposable, but he values the crew members' lives a little more, I guess. Um, and I love when he says that he, I may be synthetic, but I'm not stupid. So he obviously knows that he's putting himself in harm's way. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just, I also liked that Ripley came around to him too and knew that she could count on him um i just really liked him especially after just like such a day and night from alien to aliens with the ai characters i appreciate that somewhere along the line and i don't know that we've mentioned it uh and i definitely would not include irobot in my lists of any but being that it's an isaac asimov uh, work and it's derived from that uh, and there's several that will refer to this and it's important i think if we ever go further along in much the same way that the RoboCop has his, pro- his directives, yeah, the three laws of robotics, yeah. which I think between Ash and Bishop must have been implemented. Uh, because, and if you're not familiar, I'll just have them. I pulled them up because it makes sense. Uh, one, a robot may not injure a human being or through inaction allow a human being to come to harm, like which Bishop does. A robot must obey orders given it by human beings except where such orders which conflict with the first law, again, bishop Mm -hmm. a robot must protect its own existence as long as such protection does not conflict with the first or second law which again and i think the scene because this was a great way because it's a contrast you really don't know you remember those of them those are the viewers that remember alien and how ash was because he went nuts yeah i mean he went after ripley with a rolled up magazine homeboy was crazy (laughs) he tried to shove it down her yeah he was like force feeding literature Okay, uh, that's you must one read way. More. 
you better improve your scores, Ripley. Disgruntled English teacher. Uh, I, mm, hey, you know, we try to get them to read I somehow. Um, but, yeah. but, uh, but you don't know. You don't know where Bishops stands, and he does eventually prove himself. I mean, he did yeah. not have... He even mentions it. He even says, I'd rather not be the one to go down that tube to fix and realign the dish because they know they're on a time clock. That was a yep. ticking clock, which is uh, the other part is nicely done because Roger Ebert talks about one of the things, the tropes that movies go through is that big red countdown clock. I don't know that aliens had that. You just knew and bought it and knew that 30 Dude, minutes. That's funny because that is one of the worst parts of 47 meters down. Oh, Not Lord. just that it's there, but that they the characters keep referring to it that. and saying it out loud to nobody. Like, oh, I'm almost out of oxygen. Like, yeah, you yeah, established that in the beginning of the movie when you told us how that meter works. You do not have to keep saying Um, You do not have to keep saying that. And it is one of those things that, yeah, it's, yeah, it's a movie well, trope. And, and, and it's, it's, insult, it's insulting. Just like um, a flashback to a scene we just saw a few moments ago is it's insulting to the viewer. It's insulting to the I, I take it as a personal film. I'm like, hello, I'm not a moron. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like, believe in your audience, please. Especially yes. Yes. when it's something as easy as 200 is full, zero is empty. We get it. Like, we right, get that right. if you're at two, there's a freaking problem. We understand that you do not have to say it out loud. Exactly. It's it's pandering to us, and I, so, I don't like it. It's Stop stop paying money or box office for those films. And Alien didn't do that, and that's, and that's why we're saying all this. So And surprisingly enough, well, because it is probably his best work, mm -hmm. I would say, James Cameron's. I, I would have a strong argument for aliens being the best although terminators be, up there yeah which we gotta be careful because that could be on someone's list maybe not we don't know but um i think that's a good pick Corey. i i am um i i looked through the aliens franchise because they are all have robots i actually thought maybe winona Ryder's uh cell would have been your is it cell call I, call call. Right. Cool. call call honorable mention would have been uh on your list Corey, uh, solely uh, because uh, of definitely Leonardo. not my favorite bishop I like her in that movie. Though. I think she was one she of the best things ever. I don't think. She I was, thought no. that she did a good job. Um, and she was like, one of the best aspects of Resurrection, which isn't yes, saying. Oh, that's <laughs> not hard. That's She's not a, hard, though. The cream of the crap. It's, it's the, the cream yeah. of the crap. Talk about Winona Ryder better than that, sir. Well, I'm sorry, though. That movie's pretty <laughs> I love great her, movie. but that was not that a good credit. movie. And poor terrible. Joss Whedon's writing. Um, uh, well, well, he had no control. That's the thing. That's the thing as a writer in Hollywood when they that kind of just thing, yeah. stomp all over your work. And the director who's done Amelie and Delicatessen, like, and this Which is, like, I, love well, I think there's a lot of producer interference, why? I would say. Yeah, Lots of. definitely, definitely some interference. All right. Yeah, definitely. I didn't mean to be rude, I'm a man. good driver. Um, <laughs> I'm a good driver. <laughs> Number two for me, um, mine is much different take than Corey's. Mine is big and fluffy and lovable and healing, and it's Baymax from Big Hero 6. Uh, yes. I'm going to go like, what did you do, Ray? My third from 2014. Um I, I love Big Hero 6. Um, it is easily one of my favorite Pixar films. I'm not saying it's the best. It just really clicked for me. Um, one, because I am a superhero. I'm a comic book nerd from way back. And uh, it appealed to me for that reason. Because it, it is, it's almost like, hey, what if your friends just all of a sudden made you into a superhero? How great would that be? It'd be, it'd be amazing. Um, and then Baymax, it's, there's so much heart in this movie. Like, um, And then... Of course, there's the really, really funny part where he's essentially drunk because he's got a leak. And um, just the way he's acting, you know, he's like, hairy baby. Like, those moments are so funny. La, 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 la. Yeah, ba, ba, la, 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 la. That's one of my, like, 
I, I always fist bump my students on their way into my class, and the students who are bi uh, Big Hero Six fans—that's something we do. We'll we'll fist bump and then blah 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 blah. Um, those are uh, it's it's a movie that stuck with me. I watched it. Um, I rewatched it last year during my 366 challenge, actually, and still love it. It's still a movie that I, I um, hold in high regard. I love. Uh, it's got a diverse cast, even if it's not necessarily diverse in terms of actors necessarily, but in terms of characters on screen. Like everybody's represented, and that's uh, and it, it, looking at the cast, it, the cast is pretty um, diverse as well, and um, it's just a movie that I I really really love, and particularly Baymax. So Baymax has always stuck with me. He's a character that I think is great, um, and I love that it's he's voiced by Scott Adsit, who is a uh, an, a character actor that you see in a bunch of stuff, but he's not usually a lead. So him getting to be Baymax is pretty great. He's on Thirty Rock, um, Italian oh. job. Um, and then, you know, it's got other great voice actors, but we're talking specifically about Baymax. And I mean, he's a robot built to heal, but, um, hero makes into a warrior robot and he's awesome. When he gets his suit, um, he's, he's so cool. Like, you know, he's almost Iron Man. He's Iron Man of a robot. Like, you know, he's big and squishy and has nothing. And then all of a sudden he's like super powered. Um, there's, there's, man, I, I love Baymax. His personality is great. Um, and you know, there's so much heart in the movie, and he is the center of it. So, Baymax is my number two from Big Hero 6. Talk about stepping up. Like you said, he goes beyond his role. He is the keeler of, of yeah. the, our tech, and then he gets changed. And that movie's got a lot of heart because, mm. I mean, that beginning part, and you're so like, great. oh, and then you find out. Uh, and then at the um, because tears yeah so many tears oh my god yeah. oh my god the last scene and then yeah. but they they give you the hope at the end though you know yeah you have that little bit oh it's like this is what he gave him and you yeah. know technically he so should be him. able to be yeah that's all of his what was uh, that sacrifice at the end man it, it hits so hard um from a robot from a, from robot. a robot i'm getting i'm getting goosebumps just thinking about that scene it is so powerful um and he loves like he's a robot and he shows love you know what i mean like he's he's a robot designed to empathize but yet it's beyond that like he's clearly evolved past his programming um and in a good way you know he's not trying to he does the opposite of ava right ava like leaves the the human stranded he leaves himself stranded to save the human and man how powerful uh cory you have anything to add to big hero six no it's such a good movie though it is if if it's one. It's again. I am a big fan of. Uh, this is Pixar, right? Um, I thought uh, it was just Disney. Just Disney. It is. Disney, it's just okay. Disney. Um, it's still. It's it's one of my favorite then Disney films of the last you know decade. Um, which I like. I love Moana. So let's not let's not joke around here, guys. I'm a Disney. I, I I hate admitting that I'm a Disney fan, but I am. I'm a hardcore Disney fan because they not only make really good movies themselves, but they own Star Wars and Marvel, which have some of my favorite movies. So well, you know Disney. I know you're a, a giant corporation who's stealing all of my money, but gosh darn it, I don't mind giving it to you. Take my money. <laughs> Entertain me. Yeah. 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 Um, in fact, I get to go to Disney on Wednesday, guys, uh, as oh. part of my <gasps> workshop. Wait, I thought it was Monday through Wednesday. I, I'm, at, I'm at a workshop Monday through Wednesday, but we actually get Disney tickets for doing this workshop on Wednesday. Wow. Um, so Wednesday evening. Uh, and I get enough because my students that are going all have Disney passes. I get to bring my wife and daughter. So we're looking forward to our Disney trip on Wednesday. <sighs> My wife. Huh? Uh, four to eleven. Super oh. jelly. Yeah, it's exciting. Um, lucky. lucky. Mike, we're gonna go to you. What's your number two? <laughs> All right, I'm going way back for this one. 1956. Oh wow. Yeah, wow. you were not four then, sir. Uh, for, <laughs> for 
Forbidden Planet and Robbie the Robot. Um, this is one on my list to watch. Okay. I've never seen it. Yeah. Oh, man. See, I got my son interested in it. It's just because it is an uh, adaptation from The Tempest, if I recall correctly, right? Yes. Uh, I do not know, sir. I want to I say from Shakespeare's The Tempest, but if I'm mistaken, sorry. That happens. I'm not a robot, so I do make mistakes. Um, so for me, I think because of, uh, because of the shape, he's an iconic robot figure for me and it's lasted for quite some time until we get to the later robots and it's it actually reminds me of the lost in space robot yeah, very, yeah 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 right, right? Yeah, yeah 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 i think they might have borrowed yeah. uh you recognize that sleek glossy black and then that clear dome that that is robbie i mean it's a laughable robot by today's standards yes yeah um because there's clearly someone in that robot suit. that's why it's so bulky because it has yes <laughs> yeah well hey quit fat shaming robbie <laughs> no, that's not what you just I, you just <laughs> champion baymax what is wrong with you that's Damn. not what i mean i, just I mean don't appreciate gosh. you doing that to robbie <laughs> my bad robbie um now you have created i love the- that it's like a robot forest gump voice <laughs> We, no, of. we are not relations. <laughs> that is what happened. I love you, Janay. <laughs> I'm a forest. Um, I am not a man, Janay. I am a robot. <laughs> but I know what love is. Circuits is a circuit. <laughs> <laughs> mama, I never had a mama. <laughs> mama stands for maternal <laughs> authentic I don't I got nothing. I, I tried hard. <laughs> nothing happened. Oh, All right. Man. All right. Anyways, so Michael. but at the time and for so, some time to follow, it's Robbie stuck in my mind. And again, I'm going for those bulkier, as you like to say, robots that may not get the attention of the sleeker Baymax. Oh, Baymax is bulky too. He's fluffy. I, uh, I use that to describe okay. him. <laughs> okay, whatchamacallit, Gary. Gabriel really Iglesias. Yeah. yeah. Gabriel. Uh, all right, so coming in, Robbie and his bulky self, 7.7 IMDb score, no meta score, an amazing 98.98% fresh rating. Wow. wow. I did not know that. So take that circuit that and. Oh, I cannot complete that sentence <laughs> to do nope. with your sen- circuits. I mean, that's the robot was was going that route. So, you know, trying to clean it up. It's Forbidden Planet, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm looking to see if it's on Criterion because it feels like this would be a Criterion movie. It um, should be. I think it is. Um, but uh, well, that's weird. Um, Corey, you haven't seen this either, right? So, no. Is it because he's bulky? Is, is that why? Does he it? not fit your yep, standards of is. robot shapes? Of, yeah. Just because he's the Kardashian of robots. Oh, that's fantastic. Oh, God, please stop. I get enough Kardashians in my life without having cable. What's wrong with the Kardashian race? I don't think it is on um, Criterion. I'm sorry. I I picked the odd ones, I know. Oh, no, Uh, it's on. You can get it on DVD for 20 bucks. 20 Um, bucks for the DVD? I think on Blu-ray. I'm looking at DVD on Amazon, but... uh, Oh, there is a a Blu-ray for less. Oh, there's a multi-format for 10. Yeah, I don't know why they do that. Yeah, I don't either. Um, have to check that out. Um, that's one that I, I've heard of for sure, but I didn't realize how high the Rotten Tomato rating was, which only gives more hope to it being excellent. Excellent. But um, have you seen it recently? 
Uh, I would say within the last few months. Oh, and okay. I went to record it. I think it was TCM that had it. That makes sense. Um, and it because of space, we probably erased that's, it. That's a channel I don't watch enough. Um, they run some they, great stuff. I I've bought a few of their box sets now because they you can get like four packs of DVDs and they're they're not like oh, like I got. It, um, it would have been it would have been perfect if it was a Tupac. Oh, the Tupac. <laughs> um, but like I got a four pack of uh, Hitchcock films and then I got a four pack of. Uh, noir which has um i think it has dial m for murder but then it has uh, the maltese falcon on it and two other movies for 10 bucks man a four pack that is totally um, worth it and dude. tcm has tons of those that you can find some are some are by that. actor some are by theme um some are by director and it's man they just they do it right if you're trying to get caught up with older movies that you might have missed um or just you know never had the opportunity to see before that's this a network that's worth going to so that's one i'm gonna have to cut and keep my eye out see if it's coming back on Yes, you should. Um, I had they showed Nosferatu the good version because I had wow. watched the Amazon's free version, which is a uh, recut where someone redid all the title cards and it's really badly done. Um, and I had a very negative opinion of the film because of that. And then I found out that it was a bad edit because there's dozens of them. Yeah, there's a lot. Um, of them but then TCM played it. I recorded it, and then my my box blew. Um, which oh, has happened now yeah. three mm-hmm. times. So I don't Hashtag have that Comcast service. Yeah, come on, Xfinity, get your crap together. But, all right, we're at number one time. Corey, it's on you. What is your number one movie robot? I know what you think it is, but that's actually an honorable mention. I had to go with R2-D2. Okay. Uh, yeah, I, I kind of... Oh, oh, what? I thought it was going to be David uh, from Prometheus. I knew it was. I knew that's what you thought. Um, well, um, I love him again. Um, I... Will frequently frequently name C three PO and R two D two as my favorite Star Wars characters, but R two D two is definitely my fave, hands down. Um, he's always saving the day. <laughs> Sorry, I'm laughing. Oh, wait. hands down because he has he no has no hands. hands. He has no hands. No <laughs> I see hands. what you did there. I no see hands, that. Um, I just think that he is the best. And I always think about, about that scene where, you know, he and C-3PO give each other a hard time, but the they time. really love each other a lot. You better come back. And then, oh, you know, yeah. we didn't know if he was going to. Yeah. Um, I'm going to just go into mine. My number one is R2-D2 as well. Um, Whoa! So, overlap of two in the same spot. Yeah. Overlap of three, actually. Three total, um, which either means we don't watch enough sci-fi or we were very similar with our taste on the sci-fi. Because I have some honorable mentions, and I you know, I had some things that I didn't bring on that I considered. Um, uh, so we use Star Wars a lot, and I, I don't like that, but I can't help it. I'm a Star Wars yeah. fan. Um, I love the franchise. R2 um, you know, is in almost all of the movies. Uh, Force Awakens is where he has the smallest role um, of the the saga, um, not counting the seeing the Ewok adventure. I'm not counting the extended universe one. So no, like okay. Rogue One, and I don't think anyone counts that. He was Ewok. Rogue One. Yeah, um, no, he's not. Maybe it was just C3PO. Uh, there, he if he's in it, he has a cameo. He does have a cameo at the end um, when we see Leia. Okay, but yeah, see, spoilers. Oh, see. Um, <gasps> I guess for a movie that came out six months ago, but um, <laughs> and if you're a Star Wars fan, you should have already seen it. But um, he's a, a, you know minor character in that movie, particularly because again, it's not their story. But um, R two, there have been many arguments made even that R two is the main character of the Star Wars universe, not Skywalker, um, because at least in A New Hope, he is why everything happens. Um, without R two, nothing, um, nothing gets done. No, you know, Luke still you know moisture farming. And <laughs> Shout out to my boy R5D4. To be fair, though, without R2, uh, Luke and, and 
and Aunt Beru are I'm not not Luke. Um, Uncle Owen and Aunt Beru are not barbecue if R two doesn't show up. But aside from that, um, R two predominantly does well because they're they're hunting the droids. They weren't. Have, That's true. Um, but uh, R two, uh, I think R two and Empire is still probably my favorite because we just get we get like a buddy comedy with Luke and R two, and then Yoda shows up, and the interactions with Yoda and R two are, are great. Um, Yoda whapping him with his cane is one of my favorite <laughs> moments. Nine hundred year old Jedi fascinated by a flashlight. Yeah, fascinated. Ooh, Ooh. <laughs> mine, mine, or I will help you not. <laughs> oh, that scene. But R two is, um, and again, this is w- when we talked about at the beginning that we had a very loose definition. These are never called robots in the universe they're droids um but you know for our definition they're going to qualify as a robot um and if we're going with world's end definition of robot which means a slave at some point that's actually accurate because r2 Mm -hmm. is enslaved by the jawas and all all droids are yeah and sold to luke so it does qualify for using the world's end definition um but r2 saves the day numerous times he's he has so much personality without speaking you know yeah like and of course, there's the joke now that he's the most vulgar character ever created because all of his all of his lines are beeped, um, you know, like because he's cursing all the time and they just beep it out. Uh, so, um, <laughs> which, if you replace curse words with some of the beeps, it does make sense. Um, <laughs> foul, foul, foul mouth yeah. little droid. But um, oh no, how dare you? But I do love R two, uh, and I can't <laughs> wait for the next movie because from what we saw at the end of Force Awakens, R two is going to have a major role um, in in Episode eight. So. Um, yeah, uh, R2-D2 is Corey and my number one. Mike, do you have anything to add to our R2? Definitely a good pick. I mean, he's the robot uh, or droid of all trades and mm-hmm. can do, uh, and without he's him. He's droid ex machina, really. Yeah, like, <laughs> without him, there's no. <laughs> he saves the save, day. He's here to save the day. What can I say? Hey. You're going to eat hay? <laughs> Maybe lay down Listen by the bed. Listen to what I say. <laughs> Wow, that would just transition to Happy Gilmore somehow. Um, shooter is an android from. <laughs> Listen to what I say. <laughs> All right, Mike. That leads us to your number one, sir. Let's All see right. if Corey or I have seen this movie. This one was probably the easiest pick for me, as I've been a longtime fan of this property. Is it an Alan Rickman voice? No, oh. good guess. Good try. Incorrect. 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 I'm putting clothing back on now. Oh, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> Yet again with the fat it's shaming. Not a fat shaming. <laughs> <laughs> what is happening here, Mike? That's that way you all have that visual now. I'm... <laughs> oh, gosh. No, the franchise I'm referring to are Joel, Mike, and now Jonah, and their robot oh. companions, Crow, Tom Servo, Gypsy, and Cambot from Mystery Science Theater 3000, the movie, which was a theatrical a release there you that go. got no support. And uh, let's see, I think Gramercy Pictures focused their shift. Shifted their focus. Let's try that right. <laughs> Syntax is helpful. Uh, to, I think, pushing Dazed and Confused at the time. 96, oh. that would have been right, I think. Uh, so here it is. Uh, and obviously the related TV series and Netflix series. It's currently got a 7.4 IMDb rating, 80% fresh rating. Not sure why I don't have a meta score, but I don't think I saw it. So that could be why I didn't include it. Include it. So without these robotic companions, their quirks, their repartee, and MST3K would likely not have had the dynamic and the legs that it end up ended up having. Um, obviously, this is one of those take-it-or-leave-it properties. There's a l- very little gray area with regards to your or one's opinion of them. 
but um, sadly, Cambot only really does the camera operations. But and Gypsy gets a couple episodes where she's the focus, but then gets which botter did you pick? And I just missed they're, it. They're my crow, Tom Sawyer, oh, Gypsy, all and, and I can't leave them out. Okay, I'm, I'm including them because those robots are a team, sir, and uh, that that's my pick. You know, it, it shamed me because this it should be one that I can easily say I've seen. I've not <gasps> seen the movie though. Boom! I'm winning. <laughs> Um, winner, I winner. am big fans of Tom Servo and Crow more because, again, they are the prominent two. Um, mm-hmm. Although I agree, it's hard to leave out Gypsy. And Cambot has no visible role other than the credits. But um, I am a huge MST3K fan. Um, I love the return that I've seen so far, which I am seven episodes I've, in. Yeah, I'm only three, um, but yes, I agree. And uh, I want to watch the movie now, though. I actually I don't think I knew they ever did the movie. Oh, um, this Islander, which I do have on DVD. So even the dogs agree. The How dogs can you agree. go wrong? Um, That's right, dog. Now, I, I am a big fan of the franchise, so much so that Mike and I have actually, I think we started bonding over Rift Tracks. Um, we went and saw Sharknado 2 um, Rift Tracks a couple of years ago with our ki- uh, our kids, at least mm-hmm. um, our daughters. I don't think John went. I don't think he does. um, he, he doesn't do well at night very well. He uh, gets <laughs> his rest. Okay. He's vampire asleep. werewolf. Uh, op- yeah, it's like opposite for a vampire. He's like, oh, it's, it's no, he's the like moon. A, a, it's dark. We must go in before dark. Yes, it's, he's it a reverse vampire. Um, I I want to see the movie, but I am a big fan of these robots. Um, Corey, I don't know if, what your take. I, you might get shunned here, so uh, be careful with what you say. But are this you? This is my Lipness <laughs> test of Mystery Science Theater three thousand. I've never seen it. Oh my god! None of it. None Failure. Show or anything. Failure. Like probably clips. Oh man! Failure. It used to be on Sci-Fi Channel. Critical failure. <laughs> this this was my uh, disowned. Friday and Saturday nights during high school was watching Comedy Central binging Mystery Science Theater, um, channel, especially eventually. the the God the Godzilla ones because they used to do those. Oh, yeah. and I love Frank those. any Sandy Frank stuff. Oh man, uh, that was I I became a Godzilla fan because of MST3K because <laughs> um, I was watching them every weekend. And I was like, this is so great. So I don't know why I've never you seen. You would have hit the time of have you. Because speaking of War of the Planet of the Apes, have you seen in the Time of the Apes episode? I don't. I don't know. It's oh, very possible. You got to dig that up. I'm sure it's available. It's kind of. Uh, I don't want to. You know, I want to stay with legal well, copyrights. But in the Time yeah. of the Apes, oh my gosh, you got to watch it. Well, I was surprised to see because um, again, while they don't don the robots, the voices for the robots uh, do riff tracks now, mm-hmm. and a bunch of the riff tracks are available on Amazon Prime, which yes, I was shocked yes. to see. Um, I was. I started one the other day for. Um, where did I start? I think Samurai Cop. Um, oh, I need to watch it because we missed that. Yeah, one. that's on there, and then uh, there's tons, and they're all mm-hmm. f- free with Prime. Did so, you, did you catch the No Retreat, No Surrender one? I saw that was there. I oh, you need to watch yet. that, dude. That's I I've classic. seen that movie. That's the thing. Like, you gotta watch it. Riff. Will, you gotta watch it. Riff. I will I, for sure. I I wish uh, it looks like the ones on Amazon though. It's just the movie with the voiceover track. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't see them. Like, no, no, it's because when voice. you see it live, you get to see the yeah, well, picture. Not, yeah, picture. yeah, because yeah. they, they've only done it live a few times. And that's then, true. So that's their. their I, I see. I didn't put that together. I wonder yeah. if the ones because they have Sharknado too. Those, um, those you get to see them. They do like have. We've those, seen like them. We've seen it. Okay, yeah. mm-hmm. that's that's really cool. Um, I'm a fan of MST3K, so definitely a cool pick. I and good loophole finding uh, the one the movie, which is not what this is known for. This is known as a TV property, but it does have a movie, <laughs> so it and does sneaky, qualify. Sneaky, um, bitty bitty sneaky. And the movie was after the show, though, right? The show had been on. And it the was movie in came the. Out. It was in the process. I think. Uh, I want to say that it was in, and I could be wrong. I should know my MST3K history, where they possibly weren't coming back, and then they switched over to sci-fi, and then. Okay, 
because it, yeah, wow, uh, it started in 1988. I didn't realize that. Mm-hmm. It had a, it had wow, a I had no idea it had started that old. Because I, I started watching it maybe middle school, but I definitely remember high school watching it on Comedy Central reruns. Um, maybe it was sci-fi. I, I know I was watching it yeah. um, a lot, and I, I grew up loving it. I thought it was brilliant. In fact, I didn't even know I, what it was until I, I saw think it, Sci-Fi Network has totally missed the ball on you know. Well, Netflix. I'm, I'm just I'm Thank so God hopeful they that they keep com- making them because I mean it's a lot to go through because it's. It's 13 well, episodes. Where well, they got to secure the rights yep. and not all of the filmmakers are real friendly. A notorious cases, Time Chasers episode. And I've got a coworker. Uh, you worked with, um, I don't want to say their full name, but yeah. Laura, Laura at McLaughlin. Yeah. Um, and so they're from that area. So I'm like, oh man, I got to get them to get me a Castleton shirt ah. uh, for Castleton. Yeah. I mean, and that it's a lot, obviously if you make something, you probably think it's good. But you, really, you want it to be good. Right. So and like letting people make fun of it. And then making right, money on making fun of it. I could see them being... Yeah, it, it becomes know. a point of contention. Yeah, like... People aren't really like, keen on that. Well, Coolio sued Weird Al for uh, Amish Paradise. Um, because... But, he, uh, and he's completely fine under copyright law, which is parody is covered under fair use. Um, but he didn't want him to do it. And so he tried to sue him for it. I don't think he won. You know what? That's not Coolio, Coolio. Coolio's kind of crazy, actually. <laughs> um, <laughs> what? Well, th- no. That is our top five. We're going to get into our honorable mentions. But first, we would love to hear your top five. So you can reach out to us on Twitter. I am at Burke Reviews. Corey? At Corey R Star, two R's on the end, please. And Mikey? At Server Monkey. <laughs> you have to type <laughs> it in with robot. Um, Font, uh, only accessible In on DOS. ASCII text only or binary is acceptable. Yes. Um, yeah, I wish you would have like one zero zero one one one. I am not translating that yeah, for you. Um, it's a lot. Uh, but <laughs> and you can also email us or uh, hit us up on our website, burkreviews.com. Leave your comments on the 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 post for this podcast episode, or if you listen to us on SoundCloud, you can also leave comments right there. Um, we're gonna get into our honorable mentions. So, Corey, uh, what did you leave off? I left off David from Prometheus and Covenant. Um, I think that he's a great villain, but um, I don't usually root for villains. It's not a thing I can do, so I couldn't put him as one of my top five. But um, I like that we think that he changes, but quickly find out we're wrong. But you could have went with Walter um, from Covenant, though. Uh... Oh, I do like Walter, but I... And kudos to Michael Fassbender for playing both parts. But oh, he's um, good in that role too. He's great. Um, but I don't know. I just, as far as Alien franchise goes, I definitely like. He, um, and I like. He's a good villain. I I don't know. Yeah, no, he totally is. David's on my honorable mentions actually. That's um all that I have. I oh. would like to have included the Iron Giant, but I need to rewatch that. So yeah. it's been a few. It's been a while. I'm sorry. I'm already talking about it. this, Mike. I've never seen oh, Iron Giant, so there where's you go. your shock? Oh, uh, where's your shock? He, he now, looks Mike? more disappointed for me. Um, all right, oh. my honorable mentions: um, RoboCop from the original RoboCop, um, Terminator from actually I'm gonna have to go with Terminator Two. I like Arnold as the good guy. Um, I need I actually just uh, bought Terminator, the first Terminator on Blu-ray because I need to rewatch it. I haven't seen it since I was a kid. And Terminator 2 came out when I was at that right age where it, like, um, it just hit everything. So much so. What's the kid's name from uh, Terminator 2? The actor. Uh, Edward Furlong. Uh, he was in a movie oh, called uh, Brain Scan. 
Did you ever yes, see that? he was. And yes, I, so I you, watched. You watched that repeatedly. I Your did. brain got scanned. It was times. on like HBO or Showtime or something, and I would just every time it was on, I would watch it. And so Terminator Two clicked with me more because of that kid. Um, I was at that. It was just the right timing, and I even had the uh, Nintendo game for Terminator Two, um, which was not good because none of those games were ever really that good. Did you ever play Back to the Future for on Nintendo? I didn't. That's one of the worst games ever it had almost I, nothing to do with the movie <laughs> hey i am just now getting to my second xbox one system hey. so hey i'm very pleased but with that. um I, I mentioned david but my last one is alan rickman uh marvin from the hitchhiker's guide to the galaxy um on my honorable mentions which i, I was trying to squeeze them on but i've only watched hitchhikers i think twice and i didn't feel like um i could justify it. which to be fair i've only watched ex machina once so See? but um I think it's because of his shape, isn't it? I think it's more the uh, the amount of, like, Ava's the main character True. in Ex Machina, really. Um, and then but Marvin that is wasn't one a of many. That wasn't a no, stipulation. no, it wasn't. But I think in my brain, like, she is a more prominent memory than Marvin was. Like, I, I love Marvin in the movie, but there's so many things going on in Hitchhikers that when I think of the film, I'm thinking more of, actually, most Def's character is the one that stood out for me for some reason, but I think it's, I like him. Um, I don't think he gets enough roles. <laughs> uh, um, well, um, it's so, well, it's you so timely, watch. yes, because we, we just had this little dis- discussion on Be Kind Rewind, which I'm late on the game, and but apparently he's, compl- Moss Def is completely retired from film and music, which is very oh, I sad. I didn't realize that. Because oh. it's, yeah, because he is... Well, he's not most deaf anymore. I can't remember. Yeah, his actual it's a different name. name um, but he played a role against, uh, against, I think, Alan Rickman. It was a biopic. That should have been a biopic pick. Mm. Um, but I don't think it had a theatrical release. In any case, yeah, he is totally underrated. Yeah. And uh, if he took our advice, he should be. He in should keep more acting. films. Um, oh, um, oh, so honorable mentions to uh, I also included Marvin from The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. He was. Definitely on my list. I think it was even number two, but I, oh wow, I wanted uh, uh, diversify. See that? Yeah, I wanted to diversify my selections. Um, Iron Giant was on my list. Call from Alien Resurrection was on my list, and a couple more obscure ones. Well, this one's not obscure. Andrew Martin from Bicentennial Man gets me every time. I have not watched that. Every time, every time. It's one of those that got to watch. Is that um, Robin Williams' character? Robin Williams. Yep. I knew it was a Rob Williams movie, but I wasn't sure his character name. Yeah, that's Andrew Martin's. Uh, the Service Robots from Silent Running, which we um, mentioned very recently. And Chomps, the Robot Dog, which is a way obscure. I, I Why do I know that? What's it's that a film from? called Chomps. Man, I know that, though. Mm-hmm. Like, it was the 70s. I forget the year. I didn't huh. put it because honorable mention. I didn't dig deeper for details. But, I mean, I might have had some trading cards. And yeah. There's one that I'm not sure qualifies. It's not... It's not possible yet but i'm hoping after next year um uh cable we will we'll get to see josh berlin as cable i don't know if he's technically a robot he is cyber i think see, i think you could make an argument based on our diversity of this definition that like if you had picked the borg from star trek which is not technically robot right because it's it's a amalgamation That's i think true. that would have qualified and again looking at some of the lists that i i do for research there are people who list those types of things as a robot. I guess uh, that's a looser definition of, of robot. It is. But think like the Borg's kind of a slave mind, right? Like they're all serving one thing. So there's that slave element again. Um, they don't seem to mind. Well, because they <laughs> don't have a choice. Um, oh, yeah. And uh, and that I saw on some people's list were the, uh, the, the robots, or they're not robots, but the alien type robots from... Um, World's End as a, as like on their I list. I would say those for sure. But well, I mean, um, 
I went with like when I was picking my list, I was thinking very sentient, like because like some people had the Sentinels from uh, the Matrix, which I'm like, yeah, those are cool, the design's cool, but yeah. I don't, I don't have any connection to them, right? Like, I mean, they're like I look at them as a appetizer, like robotic calamari. Yeah, and you couldn't say <laughs> you couldn't say that like an agent um, as your list because they're programs, they're not robots. You know, they're a uh, mental image of a, of a of code. That's it. You know, they're not actually a a being per se. But I do love the agents in the Matrix. Um, so, but all right, that's our list, folks. Um, we will be back next week with another top five movies. Um, we say don't go see Transformers next week. If you are in the L.A. or New York area, The Big Sick is coming out, which is a Kamel Nanjani film uh, with co-written by Emily Gordon, his wife, um, loosely based on their life and their experience together. Stars Kamel, uh, Ray Romano, and I'm going to forget the, the fem- other female's name, Holly Hunter. Is that right? Yep, yep, yep. Um, oh, I love her. It, the trailer looks amazing. It's only it against, looks so good. It's only limited right now. It's supposed to go wide in July, I think. So keep your eye out for your local theaters. Um, avoid Transformers, though, if you can. There's plenty of other movies out. If you've skipped on Wonder Woman, if you've skipped on uh, Cars 3, um, if you skipped on um, the, the Mummy, you know, maybe those three in particular. Go see those three because no reason. I have no the reason mummy? to promote You them. don't have anything in I have nothing. You know, not like Guardians of the Galaxy. Or... Right. Well, don't go see Guardians. That's been out too long. Um, oh, and definitely here, don't. Here we go. Wait a minute. Listen to the so- Don't see Alien Covenant. <laughs> don't, don't see. What is um, Arthur? Actually, go see King Arthur. I think that movie's underrated. It's not great, but it's way better than the ratings are giving it. Um, Give me some points. Yes. But no, uh, those all three of my movies are you on the, the draft. I've gotten all these points without having a <laughs> promo. All you right. had Guardians. <laughs> yeah, but I didn't promote it. Oh, yeah. I'm the reason Wonder Woman's doing well. <laughs> yes, it is. I would love that kind of power. Um, all you, right, folks. You got us to the mummy. You got you, my son and I both to the mummy. I got four I tickets to the mummy. Um, all, right. all right, folks. We'll be back next week uh, with another top five. Until then. Number five is alive.